Hey there, it's Darren Moll here. Welcome to Darren's Decade Podcast. In this 10-part series, you can meet some of the people that have been a part of my life in the past decade, people that have influenced me, people that I might have influenced, and a couple of the sordid stories from my long-distant past. It is available on all major podcast platforms and on our website, ecr.co.za. Just search Darren's Decade. Over the last decade, Darren's met some awesome people. In this 10-part podcast series, Darren has open, honest, sometimes deep, sometimes hilarious conversations with them. So growing up in South Africa as a young person, there was zero chance of not knowing who Darren Moore was. Even if you didn't watch Play TV or you didn't know Survivor, you just knew who Darren Moore was. And I think it's really interesting to be in a place where you get to um, become more aware of someone who's a household name later on in your life. So it's a great treat for me to chat to you, Darren. Thanks for, for, for letting me chat to you. This Respect. is exciting. Fun, fun, fun story. I, uh, a friend once phoned me up when I was still in Jobo, uh, pre-radio. And he said to me, dude, I'm, are you coming to this casting? And I'm like, I don't know about a casting and audition. And I said, uh, he said, I said, why? And he said, because they're asking for a Darren Mall type performance. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, did you get the role? I eventually said, I'm on my way. And so I drove through to Rosebank and I, and I did the casting and I actually did get the role. And it was just like, it's just, that was when I realized, hang on a second. So some people do know who Darren Mall is. Everyone knows who Darren Mall is. And especially in case they now. So take me back to, 10 years ago when you first began how did you even enter the radar of east coast radio because you are a fantastic comedian and a well-known person but Mm -hmm. how does the idea of breakfast radio even come to you it was a convergence of a whole bunch of things a series of fortunate events so the strategy for the future of radio was something completely different and something i didn't know at the time i know now but they wanted to move away from desk jockeys and to personalities, improvisers, storytellers, comedians. Um, not so worried about the technical side. They wanted the uh, communication side. And that's what they were looking for. And that's what Naveen Singh and uh, East Coast Radio were looking for. And uh, they, they, uh, they started looking for it. And they had a short list. And then, we'd, uh, then they contacted us and did a little bit of, um, of uh, uh, some interviews and and uh, and all of that. No, I I I didn't entirely know. I must tell you, back then, what it was uh, all about. I I thought they were looking for content creators when I first got the call. And then uh, when uh, East Coast phoned me up and said, "Yeah, we we want you to do our breakfast show," I was like, "Eventually, right? You want me to do it eventually? You, also, you want to bring me in, and then I'll do some others." And they're like, "No, we're, we're going to train you up to do breakfast." I'm like, "Breakfast radio." <laughs> On East Coast Radio, the radio, the East Coast Radio, they were like, yeah, yeah, we've got a plan. And I'm like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll trust your plan. And their timing was great because I had just been separated and was was desperate to get out of Joburg. <laughs> <laughs> For a non-radio person, it's such a, 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 an, a, an obvious thing, a Darren Mall on breakfast. But if you are someone who's got industry experience, that is such a mind-numbing thought because yeah. breakfast is this apex of a very, very high mountain. You mm. sort of start off, you're interested, you go to campus radio, you desperately hope for a commercial radio job, then it's weekend overnights, then it's weekday overnights, then eventually daytime, maybe drive, and then finally the grand goal is breakfast. So yeah. for you to begin at breakfast is just mind-blowing. What was it like when it first began? Was it terrifying? And how quickly did you realize that it was perhaps more than you budgeted for initially? I was um, I was very surprised um, that this is what they 
had decided to go with. But I had, I was, I must say, it's actually a blessing in disguise. Had I gone through that process that you're talking about, the radio history process of, of climbing the rungs, and I was at rung two and someone had approached me and said, here's rung 10, I would have, I would have said, no, I'm not ready. <laughs> but they threw me in the deep end and I had a wealth of performance art behind me. So I had studied uh, uh, performance art. I had done stand-up, I had done emceeing, I had done physical comedy, I had done industrial theater, I had done live TV and sitcom TV and reality TV. I had done literally every other aspect of performance art. So when they came along and said, do you want to do radio? I, I literally thought it was just an extension, uh, another tool to add to, to my collection. It's not. <laughs> And so, yeah, it took about, uh, I would say it takes an average of about three to four years <laughs> to get to, to, before you even get it. And then to get good at it, that's, that's, that's open-ended. That, yeah. That's another debate completely. But to actually just get radio or breakfast radio took me about three years. Credit to East Coast Radio for sticking it out because I think the temptation is, okay, this might not be as smooth as we anticipated. And the fact that they've stuck it out means that now they get re rewarded with the presenter who's got 10 years on Breakfast Radio and continues to reinvent himself all the time, which is a great credit to you and to the station's management over the years. So um, we then moved to KZN and it's very different from Joburg as a population, as mm. a city. The concept of KZN is very distinct. I found that when I moved here, I was like, this is just different. It just yeah. is different. What is it like having to become acquainted with this very unique audience in this different context as quickly as you had to? There was a whole bunch of things. Firstly, I was lucky. And again, uh, yeah, I want to re-echo I want to echo what you said, the sentiment of East Coast Radio, because I was, I've, I've heard some of my stuff from my first years and <laughs> I, was, I was horrific. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It was terrible. And the fact that they stuck with me is one thing. And then I also, I didn't do social media. So I um, insulated myself by not seeing the comments mm. about me. Mm. I didn't check any of the WhatsApps, any of the social media. I just, I just went on what uh, programming, programming and management had said, do more of this and less of this. And um, so I, there, there was a whole bunch of, 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 of luckiness there. But um I'm, I'm forgetting your question. What was your question? About becoming acquainted with this, this, oh. this unique audience in this province. So, and as, as a comedian who toured South Africa and parts of the world, um, I've always said this to people. I, I've said Durban is so different. Durban is more different from Joburg and Cape Town than other cities in other, in other countries. Like I, I assimilated quicker <laughs> from doing comedy at the Blues Room <laughs> In, in Santon and then doing comedy um, uh, two blocks down from Caroline's in New York City in the year 2000. That was easier. <laughs> it was easier for me to do comedy in a theater in, in uh, Copenhagen than it was <laughs> to do it here in Durban. Durban is, you're quite right. It is different. But once you open yourself up to like, okay, what are your values and what do you care for and, uh, and all of those things, then, then, then it's lacquer. But it is different. It is, it is completely different. And uh, one of the hardest things to break through is that every single conversation in Durban starts with, where did you go to school? <laughs> and so I had to make a decision earlier on, uh, like, am I going to lie and say, and say, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm a Michael House boy, you know? Or, or do you just uh, tell the truth and then apologize for the next two or three years <laughs> that you didn't, didn't go to school in case it ends? You could pull a power move on them and ask them what Hilton is. Yeah. I went to Hilton. What's Hilton? Yeah. <laughs> That's a ripper move, that. Uh, <laughs> so 
there, Darren, you, you've obviously had a lot of changes in your personal life over the last 10 years from entering sobriety into entering single fatherhood and in recent years finding love and in the last two weeks becoming married. Congratulations on Thank this. You. This is Thank wonderful. Yeah. Time stamp on that. Let me just smack my ring over here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the, the sound that clamors every time yeah. you do anything. It's right a now. reminder every. Mm. Oh, I'm married. I'm married. I'm married. So you've gone through changes, but you have presented a semblance of consistency for your audience. There is always Darren when I put on the radio first thing on a weekday morning. That is a great level of consistency for the last decade. Mm. How has the changes in your personal life sort of affected the way you understand your product as a person whose primary role is to be a source of information and comfort for someone who's waking up every day in this province? That's a good question. Thank you for the good questions. Good questions. Thank you. Thank you for a good question. The answer to that question is actually probably the best piece of advice I can give to any radio person. The answer is you need to live your job and your brand. You have to live it 100%. Because if you want to be good at it, you can't be faking it. Because in this world now of everything, not just radio, authenticity is your biggest is your biggest thing. So if I'm if I if I'm having to transition between my real life and then come onto radio and go, okay, what are the what are the personality traits that I'm trying to display here? It's going to come across as inauthentic, fake, and uh, the people see through it immediately. So um, after three or four years of the uh, harshest baptism of, of radio fire ever, <laughs> um, I I kind of eventually just let go and, and submit to to the the, the radio beast and. Um, and now I, I, I bear all. And then everyone who enters into my personal life, it's sort of like the first thing in the T's and C's, by the way, everything you say and do will become a part of radio. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's, uh, if you can't handle that, then you have to step away from me um, because that is, that is who I am. And for as long as I am radio and breakfast radio, that's going to be my truth. Darren, it's an absolute treat to spend every day seeing you. I've learned more than I could ever articulate from you in the last sort of two years of knowing you. I remember hearing about Darren Moore's desk driver when I first started Campus Radio, and I thought, oh, wow, that's an interesting position to be in. And now that position is mine, and it's a great honor. So thanks for all the lessons, and thanks for being this consistent voice in KZN who continues to evolve and reinvent himself. There's a reason you are the best, and we are all just very thankful for you. So well done on 10 years. Respect. Thank you very much, Mike V. And as my desk operator, I want to thank you right now for eliminating all of those unnecessary pauses. (laughs) (laughs) Darren's Decade on East Coast Radio, KZN's number one hit music station. For more, hit ecr.co.za, hashtag Darren's Decade.